plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, ho, 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 ho. It is Christmas time and those reindeer are going to be landing on the roof pretty soon. I do hear the bells and hope that you do too. Well, welcome power partners to Star Style. Be the star you are. This is our informational playground. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. I am Cynthia Bryan. It's amazing that it's only a few days until Christmas and it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. So I hope that you are ready for the fun and the festivities and family and friend time and also taking time for yourself because this can be one of those stressful times of the year. Well, the um for today, we're going to be doing a whole Christmas show. And so I'm very excited about doing that with you. And we're going to um, give you a little bit of background of how did we get Santa Claus? We'll also give some simple reminders on how to make the holidays merry and bright and not too crazy for you as well as walking in a winter wonderland, have, we all have some botanical brilliance. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by the charity Be The Star You Are. Please visit it at bethestarur.org. It is the season of giving. This is the time of year where a lot of people like to give donations because especially if uh, they're gonna get a tax deduction, which if you were in a position to write off donations to charities, Be The Star You Are can provide you that tax receipt. The website again, bethestarur.org. And this is the miracle moment. Just remember the true spirit of Christmas lies in your heart. And that was what Santa said from the Polar Express. And I'm sure most of you probably have have, have seen that Polar Express. It's really a wonderful, wonderful film. Uh, well, this has been a really uh, hectic and fun week in my family. We had um, a family reunion with just my siblings, their kids, grandkids, etc. There were I think over 50 of us and at least 15 were not there. And the best part we're just, was seeing all the little cousins playing together. It's the next generation. And it's just, you know, it was really marvelous just to be celebrating with family uh, in, I don't know, the decor was beautiful. And I want to thank my niece for putting this on and her husband. It was really a very, very fun time. So I hope that you are also having some fun times. But the most important thing is I don't want you to get overwhelmed. And I think we're going to start with that. How this is five ways to help you survive the holidays. And especially if you don't like the holidays. Uh, a lot of people, they look forward to it. I know for me, it's been just a ton of work of decorating. I put up lots and lots of lights, both inside and outside. I mean, all of my trees and my garden, everything is festooned with lights and bulbs. And it looks really, really pretty, but it's going to take a couple of weeks uh, to take down because, of course, I'm working. And I'm sure most people out there are working as well. So, uh, you know, you just have to take it one bit at a time. Now, the holiday lore has it that, you know, you better not pout, you better not cry, right? Well, that's all some people want to do during the holiday season because the pressure to be festive is so intense. And anyone who doesn't comply 
with um, being, you know, festive and outgoing and uh, warm hearted is declared a Grinch or a Scrooge. But there are lots of reasons that some of us might dislike the holidays. And of course, it includes the strained family relationships, chaotic travel logistics, the pressures to buy lots of gifts, and especially in an economy when you don't have that many gifts, or maybe health reasons, or people talking about politics and the wars in the world. I mean, it's, it's a stressful, these are all stressful things. All of these are valid, and mental experts say that we really have to take a deep breath and avoid the stress of the holidays. Just like some people love chocolate or, and others don't, I was spending time this week with my two-year-old granddaughter and we were making brownies and it was just so fun. Of course, there was um, brownie and flour on the floor <laughs> and little spills, uh, but it was just, it was really, really fun. But some people don't like doing those things and some people don't like anything that is associated with the holidays. Also, there's uh, usually during the holidays, there are religious overtones and many people do not subscribe to that. And we have to respect other people's beliefs whether they want to celebrate a religious um, activity or they prefer to have it completely secular. A lot of people don't like going out because it's cold outside, you know, baby, it's cold outside. It could be um, snowing wherever you are, like here in Northern California it is pouring, pouring rain today, but it has been very, very chilly. All, all week. Um, but, you know, for me, the nice thing is, is I always liked to have a fire blazing. But a lot of people don't like all the noise and excitement or even the music of the holidays. Uh, I've heard people say, you know, Christmas time is so gaudy or it's obnoxious. And if any of that sounds familiar, it is really important for you to focus on what is going to restore you, what is going to make you feel good. That includes the stuff that you do year round. So I want to recommend, we always talk about sleep, but you need to get plenty of sleep. You also need to get exercise. Even if the weather is inclement, you know, um, walk around your house or if you have stairs in your house, you know, go up and down the stairs. Hey, go easy on the alcohol this time of year. It's a time when people tend to over-imbibe and then they may regret things they say or do. So this is a time that you want to be lifted up. You don't want to be brought down. Maybe go out and get that reflexology or a massage or go by yourself to the movies. There are a lot of movies that are, you know, in the theaters now. I just saw, I just got a, a message right before the show from Netflix, if you're subscribed to Netflix, that Maestro just launched. And I know that is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to the Screen Actors Guild voting that's coming up next month for the best pictures and best TV shows. And I'm pretty sure that Bradley Cooper and Maestro are going to be part of that. So you have to do something that is going to make you feel good. So surround yourself with your favorite things. And for those who dread decking the halls, here are a few other tips that might help you better cope with the holiday season. Now, there is a lot of focus on being together during the holidays, but what if you are alone? What if, you know, you do not have a packed calendar of parties and you're feeling isolated and, um, you know, perhaps ignored. Maybe it's time to be open about it. Don't be afraid to call someone or just to say, hey, what are your plans? I don't have any plans yet. Sometimes people will respond by extending an invitation 
And perhaps the only reason you hadn't gotten the invitation before was because they thought that you were already too busy or not available or maybe not interested. One of the best ways to feel surrounded by people, I think, at the holidays is to volunteer. Volunteer to help someone else. It is just a great way to surround yourself with people. You get to socialize with whoever you're helping. And they the people are always grateful for the company. I know here at Be The Star You Are, we just did our Santa Day where we it was just a, a blast. And so many families and little kids and even elderly people wanted to come and see Santa. We did crafts and we had all kinds of food and hot cider and hot cocoa and coffee, as well as the little kids wrote letters to Santa. We had lots of swag and giveaway. But most of all, it was just a time for people who didn't know any, you know, know anyone to socialize with people who were there willing to engage. So if you're feeling lonely, you have to reach out. The second thing I want to recommend is if you struggle with the holidays because of strained family relationships, and every family has them, learn to set boundaries. Setting boundaries is the key. If, for example, you have um, you know, a sibling who is has a partner that you don't get along with, Perhaps you want to say, you know, we're going to get together alone and I don't, we don't want to come for dinner because we just know that there's going to be an unwanted conversation or the feeling's going to be tense. Don't be afraid to set those boundaries. It's really important. If someone starts talking about politics or religions or things that you do not want to engage in because you know that you have very polarizing ideas. Just be clear and say, you know, I'm not here to talk about that, but let's talk about this delicious food or let's talk about your dog or how about the kids or, you know, what is new at school or at work? In other words, change the subject. Also, the third thing is, this is a time of year where a lot of sadness can set in. Uh, December is a month, uh, it's actually the highest month where people die. And if you have had a loved one who died, I know, you know, I've, I experienced that. It may, you may feel sad for different reasons, or you may feel sad for other reasons. It doesn't have to be a death in the family. It could be an illness or maybe just overcome with the grief at the idea of spending um, time at the holidays, perhaps with a partner who you've broken up with. Whatever you're sad about, it's okay to be sad. Give yourself permission to be sad. Let other people be happy. You are entitled to your feeling. And a way to cope sometimes is to let a supportive friend or family member, somebody that you trust, know that you are struggling. And you would ask if it would be okay if you give them a jingle, if you really need, you know, somebody's ear or a shoulder to cry on. And if you, again, getting back to a, a lost relationship, it could be a business that's failed or again, someone who has died. It can be helpful to find ways of honoring the person or the circumstance that you are mourning. In other words, let yourself feel sad. Now, what about travel? Oh, travel during the holidays can be a logistical nightmare. It is the busiest time of the year. And also, airfares are very expensive. It seems everything is more expensive at the holidays, except for maybe, you know, some gifts that are going to be on sale. But if you don't want to fork over the cash for that plane ticket, or if you're dreading the crowds, the long delays, 
you know, things that can happen at the airports or the bus stations, offer a compromise to your long distance relatives. Say, you know, let's not celebrate or we're not going to celebrate December 25th with you this year. Let's do it on February 10th. We'll fly out then or you can fly here. And then you can literally eliminate a major source of stress and have something to look forward to throughout the holiday season. I know I have cousins that do not send holiday uh, Christmas cards. Instead, they send it like the end of January and then they kind of do a, a year roundup. And it and they it's very it's actually really wonderful because we get so many you know, uh, greetings. Well, actually, it seems a lot less this year, but we still get quite a few. And sometimes you just can't read them all because you have other obligations. But when you get something at an off time of the year, like, you know, Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day, it might be a better time to really catch up on what your friends and family are doing. So again, be flexible. And then the final the final thing to keep it a little bit less stress if you want to survive the holidays is let's not worry so much about the gifts. I mean, prices have been pretty high. People have struggled for the last few years and especially since the pandemic. And if exorbitant costs are really stressing you off, just take the pressure off. I mean, let your family members or friends know that you want to be low key about gifts. And if you have a big family like I do, I mean, be pretty hard to buy anything substantial for 60 plus people, right? So maybe draw names or have like a white elephant gift exchange or just say we're going to buy for one person or we're going to buy only for the kids or maybe just one, you know, one person would pick a, a child's name. Whatever it is, just kind of rejigger your perspective on what makes a good present because there are so many ways to be creative that don't involve a lot of money. And I know I was talking to a friend who was most disappointed last year because she had really spent a lot of time uh, hunting for the perfect gift for the different children and people in her family. And she said she had spent a lot of money. And when they opened the gifts, they were just like, oh, thank you. She said they weren't excited. They didn't really show that they liked them. And she was just heartbroken. But the ones that made her the saddest were actually the kids because they would open it and kind of toss it aside. And you know, we know that kids have so many electronics and gadgets and all of that these days. So maybe it's better to um, do something like what I did with all the the uh, nieces and nephews and little cousins this year is um, I brought I brought crafts for them to make things and that was really kind of fun. So or you could you know decorate a stocking or make an ornament, do something that might be fun that they can keep and that they actually get engaged with. Well, the most important thing is that you want to have fun with the holidays. So we're going to take a break and I'm hoping that we might be able to be playing some Christmas music and actual singing from our Express Yourself team. Julia Howe, who is a host on Express Yourself Teen Radio, is part of an Emmy-winning uh, San Francisco chorus and uh, on Express Yourself Teen Radio coming up this next Sunday, right before Christmas, you're going to be able to participate in this Christmas celebration. Well, you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. When we come back, we're gonna do some botanical brilliance and go into the garden because for me, that always makes me happy and gives me a lift. Don't go away. We'll be back soon. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Our first Noel, the angel did say, was to certain for shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields where they lay. 
Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nature always wears the colors of the spirit. And I think this is just exactly right because it really is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere we go, lights are twinkling, Christmas trees are glistening in windows and parks, and gigantic shiny balls are hanging on front yard trees. Holiday cheer permeates the air as we hum carols and children pine for the jolly white-bearded man in the red suit to land his flying reindeer on their rooftops soon. Well, the most miraculous part of this festive season is how the landscape lights up with lots of colorful berries, bushes, and cones that we can use to decorate naturally. Now, for the first time in years, I am so excited about this. My Christmas cactus is blooming in December. In the past, it bloomed at very odd times. Um, I have a couple of Christmas cactuses and I have pink and white and I love them so much. But they, I, they've bloomed in the past, like at Easter or around Mother's Day, and they're called Christmas cactus. But this year, they're all blooming on time. So they must have gotten the memo. The cascading stems and the beautiful blooms, they create such a cheerful table display. And they have these vibrant tubular flowers. You can get them in shades of red, pink, and white. But I am so thrilled that my pink Christmas cactuses are finally on schedule. Now, pine, fir, redwood, spruce, and other conifers retain their needles throughout winter. So what I do is I use this time of year to do my pruning of my bushes and trees so that the cut boughs may be added to my mantles and counters and front porch as wreaths and garlands. And a big bonus is that these evergreens add that nostalgic Christmas aroma throughout the house. I also have collected pine cones because I have pine trees and magnolia cones, which are such really pretty cones. They're, they have like this red uh, seed inside of it. And I incorporate these into my displays. And those red seeds of the magnolia cones just add that, you know, extra touch of elegance to holiday decorations. 
Now, all the cones can be left natural, and that'll be kind of a rustic um, and sophisticated look. Or if you wish, you can spray paint them to match any style. I've done that in the past where I've spray painted them gold and silver, copper. It's very pretty. Now, I also add um, sparkling lights to whatever wreaths or garlands that I make. And that kind of really makes all the difference. Now, as far as the berries, the pyracanther, the cotton ester, the holly, the Chinese pistache berries, they are plucked from the bushes and trees. And then I tuck them into the branches and they just add that pop of color. Pyracantha berries are this orangey red uh, color. Uh, cotton ester berries are a brilliant red. And Chinese pistache berries are my very favorite because they boast a deep pink to a crimson kind of hue. And depending on the weather, they'll get shades of blue or aqua in them. Now, holly, of course, is a classic Christmas plant. And it is renowned for its sharp, pointed, glossy green leaves and vibrant red berries. And again, just make sure when you put these together, adorn all of it with some shimmery lights. And voila, allow the Yuletide Symphony to begin. Now, you might be wondering, I didn't talk about mistletoe, right? Well, what about it? Uh, I think that everyone wants to kiss under the mistletoe. At least when you're younger, you hear about that. You know, um, even in the song, you saw Mama kissing Santa Claus last night under the mistletoe. But the reason I, I really don't talk about it is because it's a parasitic plant with green leaves and white berries. They're poisonous white berries. And the poison... Uh, they're poisonous to humans as well as to animals. Now, globally, there are over 1,300 species, and they're spread by this sticky seed from the berry. It either attaches itself to a bird or other mammal, or it could be consumed by them and then delivered to another place through its excrement. The Anglo-Saxons witnessed that mistletoe grew where birds left their droppings. And an Anglo-Saxon, mistel, and it's spelled M-I-S-T-E-L, means dung, and tan means twig. Thus, the name mistletoe means dung on a twig. <laughs> I don't think it's as romantic as most of us thought. So for several years, baskets of mistletoe flourished. Oh, and they call them baskets, by the way, because they're, um, like, they're like also called witches' brooms. Um, these mistletoe, they form balls in the trees. And mine actually flourished on a beautiful cottonwood tree. And I thought they were just great until they killed the tree, because that's what mistletoe does. It's sucking the sap from the host tree. And I had to chop down this cottonwood. In fact, a huge branch fell down. It was totally rotten. And it was a really big tree. It could have easily killed something or someone. And from that day forward, um, I just kissed the mistletoe goodbye. <laughs> so that's why I don't say, talk about the brilliance of mistletoe. But I do love pomegranates and persimmons during the holidays. They offer a departure from traditional holiday decorating, and they definitely infuse a touch of nature's beauty and symbolism into arrangements. The deep red color of pomegranates is associated with that merry spirit of Christmas. And in many cultures, pomegranates actually symbolize prosperity, fertility, and abundance. And the distinctive round shape and shiny crown, I think they look like a fancy ornament. They have a jewel-like seeds that are just delicious and nutritious as edible decor. Now, what I do, I just picked a pomegranate uh, last night. I've left some hanging on the tree because they really do like look like ornaments, especially when it's raining and they really are glistening and all shiny. But I made just a great salad uh, with pomegranates and avocados, the pomegranate seed, and the avocados and apples, arugula, and then um, just some lettuce and peppers. 
And then I made a persimmon dressing with a hachiya persimmon with balsamic um, vinegar and olive oil. Just whipped it all together. It was so good. And I just really, I want to just tell you that the sweet, chewy textures of these hachiya is just such a perfect ingredient either for sauces or for Christmas pudding. And then, of course, if you have the fuyu, they have that crunchy apple-like quality. And those are really good in a festive salad. So also a bowl of persimmons is elegant on a table as a centerpiece. And just so you know, it has symbolism too. Good luck and lots of joy. And I do think that um, digging out the seeds of the, of the pomegranates, even though it's rather messy and they're a little bit hard to dig out, is really good because they are so nutritious. They are filled with antioxidants and just a lot of uh, good vitamins for you. Now, when it comes to Christmas cherished memories, live trees offer the biggest bang of tradition and aesthetics. Um, while artificial trees are practical and cost-effective, the joyous experience of choosing a living tree creates a connection to nature and also environmental sustainability. Purchasing a live tree actually supports agricultural endeavors because Christmas tree farms replant and replace trees that are harvested. And then these farms contribute to an increased green space. And we all need more green space since that our cities and suburbs are becoming more crowded. Now, live trees are also biodegradable, and they can be recycled into mulch and compost. Now, be on the lookout for the days that your tree can be picked up curbside for recycling by your garbage company. Now, with a live tree, there's an opportunity to select a tree that fits your preferences of type and fragrance. It can include firs, spruce, pine, cedar, cypress. You can also uh, purchase a container conifer, and that can be moved to a patio or a balcony after the holidays and then redecorated the following year. And if you have room in your yard, it could also be planted and decorated annually in celebration of Christmas. And as I said earlier, I always cut bows. I have uh, uh, several redwood trees and it smells so great. I'm not gonna cut down the redwood trees, but I can, I, that's when I prune them or cut off a small branch. So you could also use those as Christmas trees. So you wanna walk around your landscape to discover the yuletide jewels in your garden because nature always wears the color of the season and the spirit. There's a little, a few um, garden to do advice before the end of de December that I would uh, hope that you can get done. You want to fertilize your trees, your shrubs, your ground cover plants, as long as you're not in an area that's already covered with snow, because if they're already covered with snow, well, it's not going to do any good. You know, the snow is going to seal them in. Um, but if you're just, if you have rain, as we do, make sure to apply some snail bait around plants that could be susceptible to snail and slug damage. You can also lower the pH for better color and overall appearance on acid-loving plants by applying soil sulfur. Shut off your irrigation systems. That probably goes without saying, but if it's raining or snowing, you're not going to need the irrigation, right? And then uh, monitor your watering needs, though, during extended dry periods. So if you're, if you're in an area that doesn't get snow, but it you know gets rain, but then you go several weeks without any rain, just you know double check that everything's okay. And of course, this is the time to rest and relax. Winter is sleepy time. So you need your sleep. Your plants need your sleep need their sleep and the trees need their sleep. And then I just wanted to mention, it was so, um, hopefully I'm gonna get some pictures, but 
two of my nieces have gone all out crazy with Christmas trees. One niece has 20, 20, two, zero Christmas trees decorating um, in her house, all in different rooms. And she has a theme for every tree. And I, it was very special what she did. Uh, she has a tree to honor the deaths of both of her parents. She has a tree to honor grandparents, a tree for each of the kids, a tree for animals and et cetera. Another of um, her sister actually said to me, oh, I didn't go so crazy. I only have nine trees. I was like nine trees. I thought I was um, you know, doing a lot and I have two trees. <laughs> no, I have three trees, but that's enough. Three is enough. It's uh, plenty to kind of have to put away. Anyway, may uh, Santa Claus fill your stockings with peace, health, and prosperity. I wish you a magical Christmas. Happy gardening and happy growing from the Goddess Gardener. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about kind of the origins of Santa Claus, and we'll have a little bit more Christmas spirit. So, oh, I hear the reindeer again. We're going out with the bells. Stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And I hope that Santa is on my roof. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive a The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. You hear the jingle bells, everyone? I hear the jingle bells. Well, during the break, my wonderful engineer, Jordan, asked me if I knew the origin of the song Jingle Bells. And, you know, I didn't. So I did a quick look up and it is very interesting that Jingle Bells, one of the best known and most commonly sung songs in the world, especially at Christmas, was not even written as a Christmas song. And you can look it up yourself, but I'm just going to tell you a little bit from Wikipedia, which is sort of fun. But it was written in 1850 by James Lord Pierpont at Simpson Tavern in Medford, Massachusetts. And it was published under the title, The One Horse Open Sleigh in September, 1857. Now it's claimed that it was originally written to be sung by a Sunday school choir for Thanksgiving, or maybe as a drinking song. I don't know how the drinking song came in there. But although it has no original connection to Christmas, it did become associated with winter and Christmas music in the 1880s. And it was featured in a variety of parlor song and college anthologies in the 1880s. 
and it was first recorded in 1889 on an Edison cylinder, and that is a recording is believed to be the very first Christmas record. Unfortunately, it is lost, but in 1898, there was another recording also from Edison Records, and that survived. So that, when next time you start singing, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, now you'll know it's not even a Christmas song. <laughs> but I know that all the kids at, the, at our family party this weekend, every little kid, you know, even the, the two-year-olds, they all knew Jingle Bells. And even if they didn't know all the words, they definitely knew the tunes. Well, let's talk a little bit about Santa Claus for a moment. How did we get a Santa Claus? Everybody here in the United States, we know him as, you know, that chubby guy from the North Pole that wears a red suit, has a big white beard and white long hair, red, wears a red hat, black boots. But the real Saint Nick was a very slim Mediterranean man. And here's how he evolved. St. Nicholas of Myra, which today would be the modern-day Turkey, was a bishop hailed for his generosity in the 4th century. He was famous for having thrown a bag of gold through a window as dowries, uh, dowries for three poor sisters. In other words, well, a dowry, if you don't know, in in many cultures, in order to get married, the woman had to give the husband or the husband family either money or cattle or goods or something. So they had to give something. And, you know, uh, women weren't worth anything, right? So you literally had to pay so that you could become a slave to somebody else. That's really ridiculous. But anyway, on the day of his death, which is December 6th, and that is still celebrated as St. Nicholas Day in many, many countries. Um, that it was, he, he's the person who became Santa Claus. And I know I lived in Holland for quite a while as a teenager. And we celebrated um, Sinterklaas. And it was celebrated on December 6th. And it actually was the day that you got, you know, that's really when you exchange presents and everything. And it was a really a special day. I really loved it. Then we get to the 17th and 18th centuries. And in the New World, the children of the English colonists, they encountered immigrants. And they learned that Dutch tradition that I was just telling you about for Santa Claus. Um, the Dutch would set out wooden shoes. And Santa Claus... St. Nicholas, he would leave presents. And so in the 17th and 18th century here in America, the children of the English uh, colonists, they met a lot of these other immigrants. And they would hear of uh, Crystal Kindle, Chris Kindle, and the female German gift-bearing angel who brought gifts. And the English youth mispronounced those names. Instead of saying Sinterklaas, they said Santa Claus, and they said Chris Kringle, respectively. So it, you know, so that's where that came from. The the Chris Kindle, and they said Chris Kringle, and Sinterklaas became Santa Claus. And then in the 19th century, the Santa narrative kind of goes like this. His belly starts to get bigger. And then all of a sudden, he starts flying a sleigh because we had uh, Washington Irvine's Knickerbocker's History of New York, right? Um, and then he started to slide down chimneys. And where was that? That was Clement Moore's The Night Before Christmas. And he started monitoring kids from the North Pole that was Thomas Nass in Harper's Weekly Cartoons. And this brought newfound glee for a, a jolly St. Nick that leads to the first department store Santa 
taking a post at a shop in Philadelphia. Then in 1912, the U.S. Postal Service provided an address for all those Christmas wish lists. And all it is, is if you want to write to Santa Claus, you go to Santa Claus, North Pole, Alaska. I didn't know that the North Pole was in Alaska, but in 1912, that's where it was. And before I give you some more um, interesting dates about this, I also wanted to tell you that if you want to support um, to, uh, Santa Claus and help kids get their letters answered, the U.S. Postal Service has a special website that you can go to. And you can just go to usps.com and look up the holiday um, uh, postus. It is the holiday operation that they do. It's a usps.operationsanta.com. And you could be a Santa's helper and help respond to the thousands and thousands of letters that Santa gets every, every year. Now, I'm going to move to 1931. That's when Coca-Cola solidified Father Christmas's iconic look. They decked him out in a corporate colors of red and white. Plus, they put on that big black belt for the ad campaign. And Due to uh, a typo, well, I guess I should get to 1958 first, and then I will tell you, um, I'll tell you, well, no, I can go to 1955. Um, in 1955, due to a typo in the Sears, Roebuck, and company's catalog, kids trying to phone Santa via a hotline ended up ringing the Continental Air Defense Command. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny because it was a typo of the numbers. And also, um, in the 1931, going back a little bit, the illustrator Hayden Sunbloom, he employed a friend, a retired salesman, as a model for Santa. But when the friend dies, um, he Sunbloom uses his own image to paint the big guy by looking into a mirror. So one of the original Santas that we think of as being the real Santa was actually the illustrator Hayden Sunblum and painting himself by looking in the mirror. So he looked like a jolly, a holly jolly Christmas Santa. So um, in 1958, the North American Aerospace Defense Command System set up a Santa cam to track the Jolly One's Christmas Eve ride. And there's even an app and a site that you can go to and the kids can find Santa. So you can go to noradsanta.org. That's N-O-R-A-D Santa.org. And every child can track where Santa is in the world. And then in 1994, the first SantaCon, which is kind of an overly festive bar crawl, takes place in San Francisco. And then over all these other decades, more than 300 cities from Atlanta to Zurich host these uh, rowdy <laughs> revelers. They get their drink on with their Santa suit on. So you might want to check that out, SantaCon. And then kids, uh, you know, we want all kids to believe. And in New York City alone, the number of letters to Santa that arrived at the post office in 2015 was half a million. So if you, um, you know, want to to contact Santa again, just write to Santa, Santa Claus, North Pole. And if you would like to help Santa and like help the elves, go to the USPS.com and check out the Operation Santa.
Well, that is our show for the week. And I wish everyone a wonderful holiday season filled with love, peace, and euphoria. We've hung the holly on our door for everyone to see. We've written notes to Santa Claus and trimmed our Christmas tree. There's only one thing left to do before the big day arrives. It's to send a wish from Star Style to all of you who've touched our lives. And may Christmas bring you joy and peace. May good times come your way. And as we end this show today, I wish you a very happy holiday. And for more information about Be The Star You Are or to make a donation for the end of the year, visit bethestarur.org. To buy any of the books, it's not too late. You can still get them for Christmas gifts. Go to CynthiaBryan.com and click on books or the Star Style store. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. We want you to see beyond your physical being and know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until next week, when we play again in the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self and have a very happy, healthy, merry Christmas. And know that you are the best gift that anyone can have. Thank you for joining me, sending you the richest blessings from my heart to yours. Merry Christmas. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.